Welcome to another episode of our podcast, Let's Talk Tri-Delta. I'm Karen White, Tri-Delta CEO. Thanks for joining us today. Now, I know our listeners and sisters love hearing all about Tri-Delta's beautiful history. At our convention in June, we got to make an announcement regarding a new project involving the digitization of the Ginger Hicks Smith Museum and Archives. Thanks to generous donors to Tri-Delta's foundation, we've partnered with History IT to digitize literally hundreds of thousands of treasures from our history online at tridelta.historyit.com. Now, this digitization process allows our members with a touch of their computer or smart device to have instant access to Tridelta's archives. And I know many people have already been enjoying seeing our history online and sort of playing in the space, watching Tridelta's history come to life on their screens. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Kristen Gwen Becker. She is the founder and CEO of History IT, and she's here to talk to us more about this amazing partnership and how we're preserving Tridelta's history. Kristen, thanks for being with us today. Welcome. Welcome to Let's Talk Tri-Delta. Thanks, Karen. I'm happy to be here. Well, let's tell our audience about your special connection to Tri-Delta. I love this part. I know our listeners will too. (laughs) Well, um, my mother is a Tri-Delta from the University of Maine. She initiated in 1961. I'm pretty sure that's right. And if it's wrong, I'm sure I will hear about it. It might have been 1962. We got you. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> she was she served as an alumni advisor for many years, I think, at various points in her life um, for Maine. So it has been an important part of my mother's life. And as as History IT has worked with so many kinds of organizations and, you know, we're always basically trying to prove ourselves to our mothers. I think that that's our purpose on earth, right? Yes, yes. Um, you know, I kind of always get a head nod, but this one, um, this, this she's paying uh, paying careful attention, which is very exciting, but it's, oh. and so it's selfish of me as well, because I, you know, it, it, I'm learning as I'm part of the project, right? And so it feels, it feels like my, you know, my, because it's part of my mother's history as well. That's exciting. Oh, I love that. I love that. So let's really delve into this. Um, and everything History IT is doing for Tri-Delta. One of the mottos of History IT is we save history. Say more about that. Well, we we save history because we believe history is in danger. And by history, I mean the raw materials that we use to tell our stories, documents, photographs, film, audio. It It's it's in danger because it is still in physical form. And the, that physical form is deteriorating. There's a, you know, do we can do five other podcasts on what happening to the physical right. um, items that we're that we're responsible for saving but because we are we are the, the generation that sits between analog and digital and we right. have, that means that's an incredible responsibility we have to get it right because the way that 99.999% of this country accesses information is through a search bar and and inc- that's only you know, that gap is going to continue to close for so many people. If it, if there isn't an answer in that search result, it does not exist. Right. And so, so that we're, we're saving it in terms of making it digital, but there's also, there are so many misconceptions around what digitization is that we often think we're saving it, think we're preserving it because we've scanned something and we, you know, we share it on social media, but that's not, you know, so in addition to the work that we do to digitize materials, we're rapidly trying to educate, you know, the public as well about what, what that means. So that's, you know, just that onus, there's all of history. It all needs to be saved um, within our lifetime. <laughs> just that. <laughs> just that, right. Um, and you make a good point, right. That we're the, we're the connection between analog and digital world. 
worlds, right? I think that is so very true. And for many reasons, right? Tri-Delta started this process with some of our most delicate sort of fragile items. We call them our preservation priorities. You want to talk a little bit more about why those, right? And, and what we're doing to save that history. Absolutely. So when when we assessed your collection, we did we looked at the condition of things. And so what what was in the greatest physical danger to prioritize? And uh, your audio video material uh, always comes to the top of the list because most of it's magnetic tape, film reels, VHS cassette tapes. You have thousands and thousands and thousands of hours of this material. That tape degrades and it degrades exponentially. So it it is. You know, we we already know that only a fraction of what uh, exists now is only a fraction of what existed 10 years ago or even two years ago was what we were able to say. So that is always the top of the list. Scrapbooks are, are also in there um, because there are, there are so many and they're in various conditions, but particularly the older ones. But even just because of the nature of them and they tend to get beat up a bit, they start to kind of fall apart. And I think the thing with a scrapbook is that if you open a scrapbook and all of the things have kind of slid to the bottom or the adhesive is like eaten through it, you're you're going to miss what the creator intended. What was the story she wanted to tell? So we still can capture those individual items, right? But we don't know what that story was. So that's that's a priority as well. And then the other piece is the founder's materials, obviously the oldest, those materials that are in you know, the, the greatest risk of any kind of light damage, water damage, that sort of thing. Let's talk about that because there has been quite a bit of content and assets, right? That thanks to, you know, donors have been able to work through and and now already provide our members. So give us a sense of how far along Tri-Delta is on this project. So when all is said and done, you know, kind of relative to that, we, we estimate you'll have more than 2 million items online. Wow. And um, we'd say you're about at a third now. So you're about a third of the way done. And we're continuing to add new materials each week, but there is there's certainly more to do um, and then a whole lot more to do at the chapter level. What can our members do like right now um, if they're logging into tridelta.historyit.com? So they can search for their name. They can search for their mother, their sister, their friends. And, and they're going to see, as I said, we're, we're um, putting more material in every single week. Uh, so they, you can you could search Karen White today and you can search Karen White next week and you might get and you def- and you will get more continue to get more results. So the materials that are there, uh, there's a portion of your audiovisual collection, letters, scrapbooks, photographs, you name it. There's there's a wide variety of types of material. The Trident has is there. The names yeah. are not all tagged yet, but the, all of the Trident's there as well as other publications, songbooks, all of the museum objects and artifacts. So the that is the the objects that are on display in the Ginger Hicks Museum, but also all of the objects and artifacts that aren't. So that's, that's quite fun. A a lot of jewelry. Yeah, (laughs) we do. Among the things we love, we do love jewelry. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. They can also explore the collection through some of the curated features we started to put out. There's a timeline um, that shows, you know, kind of Tri-Delta's history um, in relation to other trends in history. You can look specifically at philanthropy or leadership. Philanthropy, you can kind of continue to filter the timeline. We do a lot of biographical profiles to celebrate members. We've done the first digital, digital exhibit, which is on the founding. So yeah, so you can have these curated stories as well. 
you speak oftenly or often about how important it is to understand our shared past and how that connects and, and how our future is almost reliant on understanding our past. That's philosophical, right? But do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I I believe that, you know, we understand who we are by this identity with this, you know, this greater group, right? So that's our identity as a, as a family, as a community, as a, a church group, as a you know, baseball team supporters, whatever that is, it's certainly for a sorority, right? And that that entity has a shared past. So that's how we understand where where an organization has gone. Where, how do we get where we are? You know, why we weren't just kind of dropped in the center of time. You know, I like to say only 2% of people are interested in history, but 100% are interested in themselves. And the more that people see where they fit into that story, yep. then they can, you can see where you're going when you understand kind of where you are on that, on that broader trajectory. I think that, that it's incredibly important to, to our understanding of who we are as individuals, as well as organizations. Well, and for an organization like ours that is so focused on inclusion and belonging, I think that's so critically important. And the timeline feature is really incredible. So for our listeners, if you haven't had a chance to visit tridelta.historyit.com, please do. I mean, it is just great stuff that I think you'll enjoy, you know, learning about knowing, right, about Tridelta. Talk to us about how having access to our archives digitally allows Tridelta to tell better stories and how it can help transform our organization over time. Well, if the last two years have taught us anything, and it's they've taught us a lot, right? Yeah. But they have certainly reinforced what I've been saying for a decade, which is we have to be able to tell our story digitally. Yeah. You know, we have to be able to have social experiences. We have to be able to communicate who we are in the digital realm as an organization. So, and you need access to the raw materials to tell those stories, right? You, you, you have to be able to present. This is, you know, the, the big scary thing that happens if we don't, if we don't preserve these, these items with which to tell our stories is that anyone can make it up. Yes. And yeah. people have a lot to say that isn't true, yeah. you know, and, but if they don't have evidence to point to, that is over time, you know, so it's preserving our history allows us to be the ones to tell our stories. Right. We create the narrative based on, right, all the rich. And, and what, you know what else we do in addition to creating the narrative is by providing those original resources, Yeah, we allow, we invite others to bring in their own interpretations, right? Yeah. So it's yeah. not just here I am, I have a PhD in US history and I'm going to tell you the history of Tri-Delta and you're going to believe me because I have a PhD in history <laughs> and I interpret right. it for you. Like, people don't want that exclusively anymore, right? Having access to those, you know, these are, this is how I'm telling the story based on this content. Here it is, you know, look for yourself. Are you going to come to a different conclusion? Let's have that conversation. And without that, then the authenticity becomes thinner and thinner, right? Yeah. And it's a, and so it becomes a shared narrative, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I love it. Created by our community. So give us a sneak peek as to what we can expect next from the Digital Archives Project. Yes. Well, we have, as I said, more online every week. The lot more video and audio will be coming in, in the next few weeks. We have the, the next big phase we are doing is a history of your philanthropy. So that will be, um, that's a, a, a pretty significant project um, and will be 
fun to showcase. That's the next big piece that that we'll reveal. That is very exciting, especially in light of, you know, the recent milestone we just yes. hit with St. Jude and $60 million. But, you know, Tredelta's philanthropic history goes way back. Absolutely. As, as you know. And um, so it's exciting to see how our commitment to serving others in the world and, and showing up being kind of like to all started long before Judy even opened, right? Um, which is so exciting and just the build, right? On that commitment that Tridelta's make to, to serving others. So I will, Kristen, you know, I can't miss the opportunity, right? To put a plug in for Tridelta's foundation for any sisters that want to help with the work of the digitization. You can go right through Tridelta's foundation to make a contribution. Reach out to the foundation to find out more on tridelta.org. There's also an ability to donate right there on the tridelta.historyit.com webpage. And Kristen, we thank you for making that opportunity available to us. Oh, it's it's so it's such an important and fun project. Well, huge thanks to Dr. Becker and everyone at History IT for making this dream of Tridelta's become a reality. Please, everyone, go out and, and spend some time on tridelta.historyit.com. You'll be so impressed with what we've accomplished so far and all the things to come. Go enjoy a bit of our treasured past. And then I invite you to stay tuned for new content programs and much more coming to Tridelta this fall. Don't forget to send us any podcast ideas you have, too. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at at podcast at tridelta.eo.org. And as always, please like, subscribe, and rate our podcast. We do like five-star ratings here in Tridelta. Thanks for taking time to talk Tridelta with us today. Join us next time. Stay safe and bring you 